right. Thank you, Scott Shannon. Thanks to all of you for being with us. Write down our toll-free telephone number. It's 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Linda, I don't think I've gotten as much press as, uh, by the way, it's not terrible yet. I'm sure I'll get, you know, the crap beat out of me by Friday. You know, you know how the media loves me so much. Uh, They do. But there's a lot of interest in this Gavin Newsom and Ron DeSantis red versus blue state versus state debate. Um, it is what's so fascinating to me is the variety of opinions people have out there. Let, let me just say something up front here. Republicans and conservatives, you better wrap your, your mind around this because it could be a reality. And I, I warned everybody in 2020 when the campaign was ongoing and Joe was hiding in his basement and coming out with his aviator glasses and, and messing up every time he was out there on the campaign trail that he is weak, that he is frail that he is a cognitive mess. And we had Dr. Ronnie Jackson on TV last night. It is obvious to me his cognitive decline is far worse now than it's ever been. I can't think of a time where I, that recently where he's actually gone out and had a good experience, publicly speaking, knowing where to go, what to do, and I'm sure, and he's having his hand held every step of the way. I mean... I mean, uh, to be honest, as an American, I find the whole thing embarrassing, humiliating. And I think as a result, the world is in its current condition because this is what the world looks like when America abdicates its role on the world stage as being the leader of the free world. And and this is a natural consequence of that. And, uh, you know, so I think people are interested because, and you better pay attention. And I've said this for those of you that want to be critical of me, be critical of me. Fine. But I'm telling you, Put your head in the sand at your own peril. You better know what the possibilities are out there in terms of who may potentially be on that ticket a year from now, November a year from now. Um, I would say the odds are probably very strong that it's going to be Joe Biden. However, there is a chance that if this cognitive decline gets significantly worse, and I've said before, he may even be just one major fall away or trip away from from being abandoned by the Democratic Party. It's when, when you have prominent Democratic voices at the New York Times, you know, like Maureen Dowd and, and people like David Axelrod and Van Jones openly critical of Joe Biden the way they have been and, and sounding more and more like me in terms of what a cognitive mess he is, you know something's up. Do you, do you, you're, you're nodding your head, so you, I think you agree with me. I do. I mean, I think we're in. I, I honestly, to go back to what you said a couple minutes ago, I, it's embarrassing. I mean, it's embarrassing to see what we're going through on the world stage, and this is the person leading us. I mean, I think people are looking for who the next choice is going to be, and you know, I'm sure we'll talk about it. You know, and today, tomorrow, and all the things. But there's a lot of people who have a lot of questions. You know, coming this Thursday for sure. Look, I've had two opportunities now to sit down with Governor Newsom. Um, and I will tell you, I mean, he's right out of central casting. If you meet him in person, you're going to like the guy. There was a recent poll out of California that gave him a 45% approval rating on his policies, but a 55% approval rating in terms of the people of California like him. Those are not numbers that you see very often. So he's very personable. He's central casting politician. Um, and I, I just think that, you know, to me, what are people going to be paying attention to? And to, to just 
dismiss the idea that he's a possible candidate, I think is it. And, and but although he's been very clear, I mean, I'm not questioning his word to me because I've, I've grilled him on this issue about whether or not he would ever consider running in 2024. And he's been adamantly stating no, no, no. And even going as far as to say that in his view, you know, if something should happen to, to Joe Biden and he's not at the top of the ticket, that the next likely person or the next person up would be Kamala Harris. It was a, a big headline on the Drudge Report the other day, you know, the coming civil war between Gavin and Kamala Harris. Well, I, I think we might be at that point. Anyway, so we'll wait, we'll watch, we'll see. Um, but you're really dealing, you know, I don't know why this, these, the back and forth, the sniping kind of started between Governor DeSantis and, and Governor Newsom. I don't know the real origins of it. I have the quotes that they've all, they both used against each other. You know, including one in which Gavin talked about when after the Martha's Vineyard incident and Governor DeSantis flying out illegal immigrants to the sanctuary state of California. You know, he actually tweeted out something to the extent that, you know, this he could be guilty of kidnapping. Um, it's just going to get very interesting how real that is. I don't know. Um, I've been working very hard on preparing for this debate and just laying out the topics and then letting them go at it. Um I'm not going to be debating it, it. I know Gavin has been saying two on one, two on one, two on one. Nope. I'm just, I'm bringing up the topics and the questions. So you're, uh, you're not going to talk. Well, it's not that I'm not going to talk. I'm it's not, <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to be debate. Okay. It would be impossible to be a moderator of a debate. If you you're not know what moderate. I mean? You know what I mean? You mean, am I going to engage? Well, oh, the only situation I could in that I could imagine being involved in is if, if Gavin wants to drag me in personally, then of course I have to or respond. If, or if you do like follow-ups. Well, follow-ups are follow-ups. So, I mean, both, both so sides have been questions. made aware. Okay. But I will bring up the topic and, you know, try and make the question short and get right into it. Let them get into it. And if it warrants another follow-up, then it warrants another follow-up. I mean, that's, that's something that, that they're both aware of and been, have made aware of. Um, and the format I think is fair, but also, you know, I've told both sides that I'm, I'm going to allow some breathing room if, as long as it doesn't get to a point where they're like over talking to each other too much. Um, I don't want to be a hall monitor. I said that in a number of interviews that in the lead up to this whole thing, um, I really don't, I don't feel like being Chris Wallace here or, you know, yelling at, Bite at your the tongue. don't say things like that. Come on now. Was that mean? No, meaning like you could never be that terrible. Well, I don't let's say I can't be Humpty Dumpty. I mean, I can't imagine writing a book and only selling, you know, under 4000 copies in one week. I think I, I'd, I'd be on the top of a bridge somewhere ready to say, <laughs> why, why did I do this? Um, but, you know, that's now happening to everybody that writes uh, a hate Fox book or is a Fox stalker like Humpty Dumpty. Um, anyway, listen, we got a lot to get to today. A lot out of Israel will hit. Um, one thing that just caught my attention that I'm, I'm going to lead with today is you've got a lead UN agency that oversees, oversees food and agri uh, agriculture policy. They're now expect, expected to issue a roadmap in coming weeks. Why? Because they're going to call on Joe Biden's government and America to dramatically reduce their meat consumption. How long have I been saying America needs to get out of these globalist organizations. Look at the comments of the UN Secretary General after October the 7th and, and basically blaming Israel for being a victim of a terror attack. Anyway, it's the UN's Food and Agriculture Organization. 
They're going to publish their so-called Global Food Systems Roadmap during the upcoming climate summit in Dubai. That's going to kick off, I guess, this Thursday uh, and extend nearly two weeks until mid-December. But it's a first-of-its-kind document that's going to recommend that nations that overconsume meat to limit their consumption as part of a broader effort to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. Let me just tell everybody, that is my diet. I, I am a high-protein Keto friendly eater. If I don't have eggs and I don't have meat, I'm not going to eat. I don't particularly love a lot of fish. I like some fish, but not a lot of fish. Linda likes fish more than me. I don't love fish. But the UN is set to call to lecture Americans on how to reduce their meat consumption. What what do you want to No, I just think you make a really good point. I think the question we have is now what happens when they take it away? Do we all have to go to Bill Gates's fake meat? Is that what's next? No, I've never tried fake meat, and I have no interest. Oh, I'm in not encouraging fake. it. I'm just trying to figure out no, what's by the, the way, end game. I, I'm not against grass-fed beef. I am not. I don't particularly like wag, wagyu beef, whatever it's called. Um, I I'm kind of like a, a simple guy. I, I like, you know, I, I call it chopped meat. People say, "What's well, chopped meat?" Well, you know, ground beef. And yeah, ground um, meat. how you make meatballs and meatloaf meatballs. Say that again. Meatballs meatballs. You're the one you're the one who raves about your meatloaf recipe every day of the week. You love that. Let me tell you something. My recipe is the best has ever been. You're very anyway. Bi Biden is shifting, you know, all this blame on the economy to Trump. Um, the White House did unveil their Christmas decorations this year without stockings. Remember, the big issue came up last year because they wouldn't acknowledge Hunter's four, four year old daughter. I guess maybe she's five by now. Um, Navy uh, that he had with this woman in Arkansas that he denied was his until a paternity test uh, proved that indeed he was the father. Um, uh, kind of interesting timing that they wouldn't put it up. He finally acknowledges the girl. Oh, basically, he was shamed into it. Maureen Dowd, I think, played a big part in that also, uh, although we were saying it way before anybody else. Um, it was, it, it's just so typical. Uh, is they're very tense in this White House right now. The the answers that they were giving yesterday, you know, blaming Trump for the economy. Joe's saying the economy's never been better. I'll play it later. We'll have Steve Moore and EJ Antoni back on the program. But you know, when questioned now about these issues, they're, they're getting angry at that podium. Corinne Jean Pierre is showing these flashes of anger. And anyway, she gave a very terse response when questioned Monday over Biden's sagging poll numbers and whether the administration considered any staffing shakeups or strategy changes to combat them. Uh, on Sunday, on Meet the Press, you even had a Washington Post reporter, you know, saying that Bidenomics is basically political suicide and it's not going to work for them. Uh, GOP attorneys generals are blasting the Biden administration for their foster care plan that they said would effectively ban Christians. You have a group of Republican attorneys generals that are pushing the Biden administration to back down from a new rule that they say would would actually do that and exclude Christian families from fostering kids and jeopardizing the foster care system. Uh, for example, Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall, with 18 of his GOP colleagues, sent a letter Monday to the Department of Health and Human Services alerting them that a new proposed rule that alters requirements for foster care families violates the Constitution, discriminates against people that practice the Christian, their Christian faith. And in addition to discriminating against religion, they argue that the proposed rule will harm children by limiting the number of available foster homes, harm families by rising kinship placements, 
harm states by increasing costs and decreasing care options. And the rule would mandate that foster parents and families utilize a foster child's identified pronouns, chosen name, and allow the child to dress in an age-appropriate manner that the child believes reflects their self-identified gender identity and expression. I mean, it's, you got to be kidding me. This is what this country, we have Europe in a state of war. We've got a possibility of Taiwan being invaded at any moment. We've got war in the Middle East and our ally Israel fighting for the very survival and Chuck Schumer would not vote, allow Democrats to vote for financial support for Israel because he wants a big, huge package that will include Ukraine money yet again. They've already gotten over $80 billion uh, and Taiwan and Israel. And the Israel bill, I think, is only, what, $14 billion compared to the $80 billion they've given Ukraine. And, of course, he says, well, it may also be about border security. This is where we get into this big omnibus spending stupidity that always is, you know, that led to $2 trillion in debt last year. You know, that, that is a burden our children and grandchildren will be paying off for the rest of their lives. You know, occasionally something great comes along that's a game changer. Uh, like, what would life be like without a jet engine? Can you imagine? Although I guess liberals would like us to fly like birds. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they want us to hang glide from New York to California. Uh, or what if we didn't have microwave ovens or cell phones? Now, our friends at Rhino Metals, they're America's leading gun safe manufacturer. They launched an amazing new gun safe design. It's the best I've ever seen. It falls into this ga- category of being a game changer. It's called Safe X. I now own two of them. You get anti-pry protection and security of safes that cost thousands and thousands of dollars more. It's only $749. I've had a lot of gun safes in my life. You can't get a better safe deal than this. It's their most popular full-size fire-rated SafeX gun safe. They'll curbside deliver it right to your home. You can see how great this safe is. They, they have pride test videos, and you'll see Rhino Safe and SafeX outperform other brands that cost five times as much. And just go to their website, check it out yourself, rhinosafe.com. Rhino Safe, one word. You spell it like the animal, R-H-I-N-O-S-A-F-E.com. Uh, check it out. Uh, they have the best warranty, the best support, but it's the best deal on a gun safe I've ever had. And you're going to love it. rhinosafe.com, R-H-I-N-O-S-A-F-E. Check them out. They'll send you a list of dealers where you are or buy it online. We'll continue. And now, now, a word from the 46th president of the United States. There's many angels in heaven. They're all nurses, male and female. You know why? You guys let us, you guys make us, allow us to live. Nurses make you want to live. Is on right now. Family syndicate again. How many lawyers with ties to Hunter Biden is um, old Joe going to appoint to top Justice Department post? We got a release from Senator Grassley's office, uh, and it said, this is back in February 2021, Biden's named a close colleague of his son's defense lawyer to lead the Justice Department's criminal division. 
Now, the Inauguration Day move was one of Biden's first actions as president. It came as the DOJ continued to investigate his son, Hunter, for possible tax and money laundering activities. Of course, Joe Biden knew about it. To convince me otherwise, I'm not going to buy it. Not that uh, now that was two and a half years ago. And then we got this news. A group of Senate Republicans have now called on Biden to withdraw his pick to helm the U.S. Office of Special Counsel due to the nominee's connection to, again, his son, Hunter Biden. Lawmakers led by Senator Marshall Blackburn of Tennessee, they're seeking the elimination of Hampton Dellinger's nomination to lead the agency, which is tasked with handling whistleblowers. Quote, it's critical for the American people to know that the special counsel is fair and impartial. The senators wrote in their letter to Biden and Dellinger's, Dellinger's connection to Hunter Biden and Burisma gives us serious pause. Dellinger nominated by Biden last month to secure the position. Dellinger will need to get confirmed by the U.S. Senate. The people that can stop that are Republican senators. He worked on crisis management and government response for the team of, you know, a, law, a prominent law firm the same year that Hunter. But anyway... Hunter also has now agreed to testify before the House Oversight Committee. That's getting interesting. And they're now fighting back. Uh, and apparently the White House is angry that Hunter's lawyers are not coordinating with the White House. Or so they're saying. What's really happening? I have no idea. 800-941-SEAN. A lot coming up straight ahead. <laughs> 